Welcome to Inked Up, where we dive into the fascinating world of permanent makeup. This podcast is brought to you by Highstoke, your trusted PMU growth partner, helping permanent makeup artists succeed through marketing, branding, and scaling strategies. Join us in each episode as we unravel the secrets of this ever-evolving industry and provide valuable insights to help you thrive as a PMU artist. Sean, we'd love to go a little bit deeper into, you know, like the story a little bit, how the brow effect actually got started. How in the world did you get into this crazy industry? Because no one ever really expects to come in here. It just kind of happens by surprise. So I'm curious how you stumbled across all of this. Yeah, so um, I'll just give you a quick timeline without making it too long. Yeah. Um, so I actually met Lissandra on Facebook and um, sent her the message. She was dating somebody else. I was like, oh, okay, so... That didn't go over well over time. So my follow-up game was strong. And I said, hey, how's the boyfriend thing going? She goes, oh, well, we broke up a while ago. And the rest was history. She was in Orlando at the time. And um, she moved down. And uh, we started dating. So I had my – at the time, I was speaking for a real estate company. We are traveling all over the country speaking. And she was working a corporate job uh, for um, – she was selling software, uh, software security services. Very boring, very boring office. She was very bored, very uninspired. Um, and long story short, so 2016, they fired her. And she was in that, oh, crap moment. What do I do? And I didn't have money to support her. Like, I mean, we just started, we, we've been together for so long. And I was getting, trying to get myself in order, too. Mm. So took her... Uh, 150,000 mile Volkswagen Jetta beat up and said, you know what, I'm, I'm going to learn threading on YouTube. And she literally started going to people's houses, wow. uh, threading a $20 service and just building one client at a time. And, and, and really it was a fill in because, and she, she literally, the brow effect came to her in a dream. And I know that sounds like very mushy, but she woke up one day, saw the domain. She's like, I'm taking the brow effect. This is me. And in between then, she was also doing Uber. Uh, she was um, bartending on the weekends. So, I mean, dude, we were hustling, man. We were hustling. I was making 20 grand a year. She's probably barely clearing, clearing 35. Like, we're trying to figure this out. Uh, and then she found out about microblading. Microblading was like the cliche term, like the big term. Like, everybody was doing microblading. So she went, took a course, put it on a credit card, um, took some courses, Started going to people's houses, which is not legal in Florida, um, because she didn't know. Like a trainer told her, "Oh yeah, you can do this in people's houses." And nobody, there was it was still like Wild West back then. She was driving all over the state. She's like, "You got five girls? I'll give you. I'll give you a deal." And she was hustling, man. She was just trying to. She was working out the deal. And uh, so uh, finally, the health department called her and said, "Hey, are you doing this out of people's houses?" She goes, "Of course." Well, you can't do that. And so. She Oh crap. So, um, so she finally got a small room in the back of a tanning salon and this place was like very sketchy. Um, so the point of that is you don't need a beautiful salon to make it, make it work as long as you do good work. But, um, and then, um, I had left my job, went to go work for Grant Cardone. And that was about the time where she was starting to build her clientele little by little. She wasn't profitable by any means, but then she's like, hey, I found a salon. Um, she goes, we're living together, and you're not going anywhere. And she goes, I found a space in Miami, and she goes, I want to get it. And I was like, dude, I almost, almost, I almost pooped myself. 
And uh, I was like, all right, let me think about this. So anyway, we went, we, that's when we went into business together officially. I was like, you know what? Let's do it. So we got a salon and uh, sorry, my, if you hear that, my child in the background, but um, we got the salon in Miami and I wasn't able to go full time with her until 2000, late 2018 after my, uh, when I got let go, I was just burnt out. I was like, you know what? I need to run my own business. So I took everything I learned, went to the salon. She had no clients and we had a, a massive rent payment to have a storefront in me. And I said, look, I said, we're either West said we're going to burn the ships. And um, for some of the things like we just, we literally built brick by brick. We had no following. Literally, we had probably a few thousand followers. We weren't anybody special. We didn't have a pigment brand backing us. Um, you know, we literally, we had to build one client at a time. So um, through various aggressive actions, a lot of promotion, um, taking risk, uh, almost, you know, running out of money, you know, just like everybody on here. Um, you know, now we're now we're here today. That, that's amazing. So it went from your follow up game being strong on Facebook yep. to this amazing power duo couple business that you have going on now. That's amazing. And yeah. the fact that, you know, um, you know, I've been working with you for the past couple of days and I see that hustler mentality. You know, you guys are just like in the trenches, super scrappy. So that's one of the main things that I've loved about you guys so far. And so you know, that, that's amazing, man. And uh, I love to hear more about like how you guys got started and started really growing the brow effects because you guys are the top rated salon out in Florida. And so walk us through that part of the story. I know you're we're laying brick by brick, getting a lot of clients, you know, one by one, but uh, you know, what were some of the processes or part of that journey from, you know, the beginning stages of the threading to getting into the microblading side of things? And then like, how did you catapult in such um, a few short years? Yeah, so um, there's some good questions. Um, so since 2016, like we definitely hit our ceilings plenty of times. There was never a, oh my God, we're there. Even to this day, like even to this day, we hit ceilings. Mm -hmm. We hit ceilings, have down months. We, we have we have our own issues. Like it's never sunshine and rainbows. We have some weeks where it's sunshine and rainbows, but even to this day, as a business, we're still qualified as a small business, even as big as some people say we we've gotten. Um, but the first thing, so where it really started happening is when we got our salon in Miami, and it wasn't because we had a storefront because. And the five-year lease we had, we just finished the lease there. The five-year lease, we'd only had two walk-ins. So the, I, I don't want anybody to think that a storefront, having a storefront is going to make you successful. It's all about attention. And that's the one thing I learned from my previous bosses. Attention flows money. Like money goes where attention flows. The same way you guys are trying to get all these people, a thousand, thousands of people to PMU world, you got to get attention. So um, I literally told Lissandra, we got in the salon, there's no clients, and she was Netflixing and chilling. And uh, <laughs> why well, I, I say Netflixing and chilling, because literally what she would do before I started helping her out, she just didn't have me like helping her. And because she was still learning the art. And I said, look, I said, we're going to get free girls in here. We're going to reach out to every pretty girl in Miami. Mm -hmm. I don't care who they are. We're going to bring them in here. If they have one follower or a million, I don't care. And she's like, she's like, well, why, why do we have to work for free? I'm like, we're working for free right now. You know, I said, if there's not a client on that table that's paying us, we're going to go get somebody pretty that we can use for our portfolio and contents. 
Mm. We started doing that, man. We started getting, so we, we, we literally, we were sending out when Instagram allowed it, we were sending out 70 to 100 messages a day. Oh. We kept doing that every single day. Hey, I love your look. Would love to have you. And really, it's, and, and it's also Lissandra getting better at her craft, mm -hmm. you know, and people like we, our goal is not to make money. Our goal is obviously to survive, but we need people like we need people and eyeballs on us. Um, we started doing that. And um, matter of fact, we out of the we probably did like 80 influencers. Two of them got us any real following. But it was the content in the in the in the frequency that like got us into the marketplace. Um, so the, little by little clients started rolling in. And again, it wasn't like a straight shot. We get clients coming in, then they get dead. Clients coming in and get dead. Um, and then we just kept building up the ladder. And then um, I, I would say this. So she was doing private training. Um, she never really wanted to train because her intention was not, I'm going to do this to train because, but what happened is some lady, some lady out of Arizona said, Hey, and we were living in our apartment. She goes, Hey, would you, how much would you charge for me to come, you know, learn from you? And she goes, well, I don't, I'm not really a trainer. Cause she's like, I don't give speeches. I don't give like these pretty talks. I'm just, she goes, that's the, the lady was like, okay, I'll just pay you to come watch you. So she did. She flew out from Arizona. Wow. And hey, if, if, if one person's doing that, then there's plenty of them out there. So we, we took an, uh, a risk on our first master class. Um, I spent like five grand for a two day room, um, <laughs> put 20 students in the room, uh, but we committed first when we, we published the date before we had a location, um, before we had any signups, like we committed first and he said, Hey, we're going to have a training in Miami. We'll commit first, figure it out later. And we did, we put 20 students in the room, made a little bit of money, but it was a, like, as you know. I can only imagine the work you guys go through putting on a massive conference. Yeah. Um, but I was like, hey, even if we don't make money, I will use the content. I will use the content to, to help propel our brand forward. Um, and so, yeah, we, that's, that was a big pinnacle uh, um, uh, moment for us. The second master class we did, we lost seven grand, but I'm like, we'll make money off of it anyway because, you know, I get photo and video. Um, and then, uh, we got to a point where we were able to pay, pay the bills and COVID came. We were, uh, we were shut down for two and a half months. Um, and, uh, but during those two and a half months, like we were, we were preparing. We're like, Hey, we're not going to let this define us. Um, we were prepared. We were working behind the scenes. Like we were preparing everything. We were creating our courses. We were re just redoing everything. We weren't stopping. Um, and uh, when we opened up, man, we just, we had everything ready for all systems go. And, um, you know, we were very fortunate to have, um, to really just, we, I mean, it was, it was record breaking for us. Wow. Uh, but I would say this, Danny, I mean, for, for the, the one thing that we were always committed was attention. Okay. We're willing to, we're, we were willing to make posts that may have been controversial, um, cause we wanted all attention, good attention and bad attention. Um, cause they say, Hey, if you get 50% of the country to hate you, you'll become president. Um, <laughs> but a good one. Motion, man, there was many times yeah. where like we started with a thousand dollar month ad budget. The most, 
I think the the highest we ever got to was about thirty grand a month. Without my goal is a thousand bucks a day, thousand bucks a day, thousand dollars in ads going out. And um, but I was getting penny views. It's like, dude, if I can get if I can pay somebody to see my ad and it only cost me a penny, mm-hmm. I'll throw down. And so we made the sacrifice. We didn't go. We didn't go on vacations for the longest time. Um, and uh, we just said, hey, we're just going to reinvest. We're going to constantly reinvest and. You know, a lot of people, they say, oh, well, I'm looking for this secret algorithm, whatnot. I'm like, dude, like the ads that I spent from two years ago are now, those people are now reaching out saying, okay, I'm ready to get my face tattooed, you know? Yeah. And, um, so, yeah, it's just really, man, it's just doing the right actions mm. a long period of time. It's, it's the, the owner of Nike, he, he didn't quit his, he wasn't able to quit his job for seven years. You know, and, and I think the biggest thing in the PMU world is people look at us like, oh, you paid for reviews. I'm like, well, we've had 19,000 paying customers between students and in-person clients. And we ask, we ask for reviews. Hey, if we gave you a five-star service, would you leave us a review? We ask multiple times because it is our ethical duty to get that review so we can provide a great service to the next person. Mm-hmm. Five, only 5% of our customer base has left a review. And um, so now what do I need to do to get another thousand reviews? I need to go get a ni- another 19,000 customers. Mm. Uh, so yeah, that's the, uh, hopefully I answered your. your- <laughs> that was like eight or nine really big golden nuggets for everyone. I want to talk about the first one because we're going to get a lot of artists who um, are fairly new to the industry. They're trying to break in. And you said something that's very important. And I, all of the speakers that I've interviewed said the same thing. There's such this negative perception about working for free and losing money when you're starting out. I don't know where that comes from. But you know, what I always say is that your priority in the beginning isn't to make as much money as possible. It's to build the business foundations you need to set yourself up for long-term success. Yep. So can you speak on that a little bit in terms of you know the, the perspective of doing model calls and getting people in for free and how that really needs to be a long-term play? And related to that, I love how much of a hustler that you are because we call this the, um, the hoping and praying strategy. When someone, they just sit in their chair, I'm like, I think today 20 people are going to magically come in when you're basically saying you cold DM'd hundreds of people every single day and, you know, being scrappy and putting your name out there. So can you talk about like how important those two aspects were, especially in the beginning portions of the business? Yeah, for sure. Um, so, so look, I, even to this day, today, Lasan, or actually, if I look at this calendar, um, we did another free model a few days ago, okay? Like, nobody is too good at a, at a level to not do free, free models. You're working out your craft, um, you're getting content, and you're putting in the work. Like, you're putting that, you're putting that frequency out into the universe, you know? So it, it's crazy because, like, we'll go do, like, if we did back in the day 170 to 100 influencers, Dude, we had one lady from Brazil who blew us up. Brazilian following. They're all from Brazil. But I had one person in Canada who's Brazilian who followed this lady come pay for in-person training. So, you know, like we're never, we're never good enough to not do the hard work. Like we never say, oh, okay, well, we're at this level and the clients has come to us. No, even to this day, we have to work just as hard as we did. Okay, because like our competition are not other salons. It's it's CNN and Fox News and CNBC 
and raining down on all of my all of my potential customers because what happens is is if you're not if you're posting one time a day you're you're gonna get lost okay you're you're lost in the sea of who's gonna vote for who don't trust this race or don't trust that religion um it, it, like they, they want you to focus on your problems and i give this example it's like hey the moment somebody sees our model that we did or our ad or whoever Guaranteed, two seconds later, their kid starts barfing up in the back of the car. Their husband says, hey, I can't pay the bills this month. Like, they, like that's the attention piece. Mm -hmm. Like, that's why, man, I see so many people. Dude, I've had so many people come through our training. I had this one girl. She was so talented. She did, like, a few girls. And I don't know if it was family or not. She just got discouraged. And, and I told her, I'd tell her, like, I was like, dude, you're so talented. Just put your head down. Don't expect anything for five years just 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 that's how the big players do it like elon musk doesn't expect anything for the longest time and man and then they bust out they quit and so like the brow effect man we we said hey we need attention like we are not trying to get rich up front okay nobody builds a brand by trying to get the three thousand dollar training sale up front um you know so that's what we did we we had to make a commitment we have a list every single day when we would come into the salon um who were our clients that we came in? Do we did we ask them for a review? Did they leave us a review? If not, we're gonna we're gonna reach out to them again because people forget. Just because they didn't leave you a review doesn't mean like they forget, dude. Yeah. Um, so we reach. So hey, what how 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 have we been sending out our messages? So what we would do is we go in and we just pound messages all day long. Um, now Instagram, I wouldn't go more than like twenty five thirty because Instagram will flag you now. But even to this day, we're looking. I sent I sent a lady to my wife the other day, and I'm like, "Hey, we need this girl. Like, she looks she looks good. She'd be great for our platform." But dude, it's constant, constant, constant because you have to assume that 90% of your messages are going to go into the message requests, okay? And if you're messaging women, especially pretty women down in Florida, we also <laughs> have to compete with the other guys that are trying to hit them up. And you know, it's yeah, it's funny, and I think it's funny, but it's just the truth. It's like, hey, you got to look at it for what it is. Half, like, if I go into my wife's personal, guarantee you, it's full of guys from like back when she was single, and she just doesn't even open it because she knows it's just full of BS. Um, and so that's what we did. It's it, we just played the numbers game. Um, mm. So that's for for that, and we just kept going, and eventually, those girls had other model friends and they'd be like hey go to the reach out to the brow effect and we just start getting referrals that way um you know when you walk in like one of the things that Sandra says is when you walk down a mall okay and you're going to buy clothing you look at let's say um like a, a uh, what are the like hollister or abercrombie mm -hmm. gap any of those they're portraying how the, the the customer uh what they could look like okay now, everybody has different skin. Everybody's a different age, different facial structure. But when we're building our portfolio, and we're not just putting out one good uh, piece of content or a piece of before and after, we're putting out multiple, then we start building trust. Okay? So, dude, there was a time, I, there was a time where we had no paying clients, and, but we were putting out a lot of content, and it gave the illusion that we had a lot of people coming to us, mm -hmm. social proof. Now, I didn't go out online and lie and say, we're fully booked or whatnot. I mean, if we were fully booked, I'd say we were fully booked. Um, 
But uh, one thing led to another. We, we just made sure in the beginning that we had people. Mm-hmm. People, people, people. It's so simple. And, um, you know, there, I was speaking with a lady who has a photography business. I'm like, dude, if you want to grow this, focus on people. You need to get so many people through there. Come up with some package. It's 50 bucks. Give them three photos. She's like, but it's $50 for three photos. I'm like, yeah, but you have, now you have a person mm-hmm. that can talk about you and leave you a review and it's the ripple effect. So did I miss one piece of your question? No, that, that's perfect. And then just one more thing I want to um, tackle is um, you mentioned that you spent a lot on ads and in today's world, not to get too technical, but it's all about attention. And it takes so many, in, in your perspective, how many touch points does it take for somebody to commit to buy in your oh, past now, experience? In permanent makeup, mm-hmm. probably I would say triple the amount so they say in the marketing world, like in 10 years ago, it says, oh, you need nine touches. They need to see that, I think, nine touches. Now, because ads are so more available and easier to do, 10 years, now it's double that. My thing is, in permanent makeup, because they are not buying a T-shirt or getting their nails done, something that where if there's a mess up, it's easy to fix. Like if I go get my haircut, which I'm probably due for one, and the guy messes up, it'll grow back in a week, you know? If somebody, if, if, if this is a tattoo on your face or your lips, there's a lot more trust building because the client's like, hey, is it going to hurt? Am I going to make a mistake? Is it going to be too dark? Are they going to botch me? Because if they botch you, then you got to go through removal, which is a long process. So it's more of a commitment. So we, like, I've always told everybody, people come to me and say, hey, Sean, teach me what ads are you running? And I'm like, dude, I said, it's not about just the ads. I said, you got to be willing to spend money today and get that client who sees it two years from now. To this day, I have clients that say, I've been following you for three years. Just I finally mustered up the confidence to come get this done. Now, and it's a $1,000 service. It's under charges $1,250, so it's a higher ticket. So it's, you know, it's, it's not, I could sell... $10 bottle of toothpaste, probably much, much easier. If I run 30 grand worth of ads, um, and yes, we built up to that. It's not like we just started running 30 grand. You scale up to that. Mm. But some of you on this call, let's say if you're running a thousand bucks a month, okay? If you know how to uh, divide a penny into a thousand, okay? How many people is that? Okay, is a thousand dollars worth a purse that you want to buy? Or would you rather get uh, uh, 10,000 people to see your video, yeah. you know? So, so, so yeah, I mean, we, we always, one of the things my, so when I used to work for Grant Cardone, he said this, and this is very important to everybody. He says, I'm willing to spend a million dollars in ads and only make back 500 grand. And he said, because I, I know my competition has the different thing. They're going to tap out and give up. He goes, I will spend a million dollars, only make 500 grand back. Because, and then he says, that means I only spent 500 grand to get that, that total. He goes, because I know down the road, he goes, I'm confident my business enough where I'm going to convert on that. Mm. So, and, it, and again, that's not the same for every business model. But, um, you know, I was like, hey, we're only focused on anything we do today. We know that uh, the people that we, like, if we meet people at your conference, they probably won't do anything with us for at least three to four years. And we're fine with that. That's the long play. Love it. I think there were a lot of learning lessons there. Like you were so 
but you're so focused on like the long-term play where, you know, it's even okay to not even break even, but lose money off the front end, but be able to make all of that back up in the back end. And um, yeah, you know, heading into 2024, it's definitely a pay to play world. And the fact that we're able to just spend a little bit of money and cut through all of the noise and demand attention to be redirected to us, I think that's one of the most powerful things as us as, I'm gonna call you a marketer as well, you know that that's our way that's the way of thinking right so it's been um it's been really cool to see you guys do that and i love your your mentality around like how to get things viral and making things like shareable i was like wait like two days ago and then i woke up one morning and i saw your post and i'm like what's going on i saw like 49 like people tagged her account in like an hour it was crazy but no i, I think it's just like a lot of these crazy um creative ideas that we definitely start implementing and i think there's so many people who are still stuck in this hoping and praying for people to come to them and using that as a strategy versus why not just run ads, spend bare minimum $10, $20 a day. And that way you're getting leads. And just because they're not saying yes today doesn't mean they won't be a customer tomorrow. One of the biggest pieces that's missing in the industry is like just financial money education and the real value of money. Um, you know, it's the, the value, the value of money changed drastically during the pan, the, the shutdown. Okay, I'm choosing my words because I know the, they're watching us. Um, I'll give you guys an example. So Michael Saylor, uh, he is worth hundreds of millions of dollars. He came out and made a statement. He said, with all the money printed, because 40% of the money that we have today in the U.S. dollar was printed within the last few years. He goes, with all the money printed and all of inflation, he goes, you will have to work 20% harder and produce 20% more to make the same that you did the year before. And, um, and I think everybody just gets, they get hung up in this comfort of, hey, I'm gonna make a hundred grand, I'm gonna be good, I'm gonna go buy a Lambo, and you know, that's not it. Like the, the goal is you come in this industry and you get your hands dirty, okay? You build long-term cash flow and you put that into long-term wealth, uh, investments like real estate or whatnot. Um, so I have a money piece just to kind of get everybody thinking. Obviously, we got to fit everything in an hour. Um, so, uh, but yeah, I'm just really I'm going to try to make it as as direct and uh, hard hitting as possible. That way, you guys can take and everybody will be able to take the same structure. They can take a photo of my slides if they want to and up and start applying it immediately. So this is not theory. This is literally things when I create offers. Uh, anything that we sell, if anybody on here has been through our funnels, um, I mean, I'm going to show you exactly what the map is. And you'd be like, oh, okay, that makes a lot of sense. A big mistake in permanent makeup, guys, is I know you guys just spent three grand on a training, four grand on a training. You're like, man, I need to start making these rips. Look at this artist over here. No, you got to start. You'd be like, just be willing to put in the work, okay? And, and, and that's how I start with every relationship. I never say, hey, you just got to pay me right now or do this and you got to do that. No, it's like, hey, I want to provide value because I want Danny to be like, oh, crap. You know, Sean was that guy yeah. who above and beyond did things I didn't expect. Like I asked Danny, I'm like, hey, I need one of your training videos. And he was like, oh, what, what are you talking about? What are you talking about? I said, just trust me. And so, you know, and that's part of and I said, look, I'm going to flow you people. But little things like that, it's, it's not for me to say, look at me. It's saying, hey, dude, let's partner up in the future, man. Let me help you at your next conference. Like, you know, and, it, and, and if anything, it helps us meet more people. Mm. Uh, so, 
But yeah, I think, yeah. Tend, I think with this industry, we tend to forget that sometimes, you know, when you give, give, give without any expectation of getting anything in return, that's ultimately how you make the most sales at the end of the day. And so like now I feel so indebted where if Sean's like, let me, let me speak next year. I'm like, all right, you got it. You, you already locked yourself in for a spot. So let's make it happen. Card, Danny. Give me a credit card. I'm kidding. <laughs> awesome. Another thing that I've really learned is, you know, in the world of permanent makeup, I know this, this industry can be very, uh, very like catty. Everybody's kind of like, oh, don't follow this person. Don't get with that person. You know, we're trying, cause we're all trying, we're all trying to compete for our own. Thanks so much for taking the time today, guys. Bye. Happy Friday. Hey guys. Thank you. See y'all there. <laughs> Thank you, Danny. Yep. Thank you for joining us on this premium journey. We hope you found inspiration and actionable insights to elevate your career in permanent makeup. To stay updated on the latest trends, tips, and exclusive content, be sure to follow us on social media at Highstoke Media. Don't miss out on our upcoming episodes and exciting PMU news. Until next time, keep creating beauty one stroke at a time.